Welcome back to another episode of the Shorts and Goggles podcast. RJ Liggins and Kevin Reed, we're back after a summer hiatus. Both of us went through some uh, life-changing uh, updates, you know, so doing some grown people stuff. So that's why we've been uh, off after promising a uh, content-filled off-season. We definitely did not do that. And, you know, we apologize, but fuck it. Say, like, we had a good trip, our team chemistry. and, and Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we were just working on team chemistry uh goals for the season and all that good stuff so yeah we're ready to jump back into it nba season starts tonight kevin tonight like right now like there's games playing as we speak so of course we had to jump in and give a quick preview but before we do that kev how are things going they are flying by i had two fantasy drafts for hoop last night and it really just snuck up on me it was like surprise like we have to do the draft tonight because the season starts today. Mm-hmm. So yet, yeah, like it's it's mid October. Uh, things are things are moving. Things are cooking. So I'm I'm doing good. I'm staying busy. Um, you've been doing the opposite recently. How are how are you feeling coming back to like real life? Uh, you know, it, it's been nice. <laughs> it's, it's been nice taking some time off. But uh, yeah, ready to jump back into it. I mean, this has been. Let's see the shorts and goggles iteration, whether if it's blog or podcast, we've been covering seasons since 20, 2013, 2014. So, you know, it's been uh we've been doing this for a while. So I'm ready to jump back into it and go for a season number nine or ten. I can't keep track because of like it, the years don't line up anymore with the seasons. So and I think that's what threw us off too is that we're back on the normal NBA cycle season instead of like what it used to be over the past year and a half with the pandemic. So we're doing I'm only best. focused on the present, RJ. I'm not. I'm yeah. not worried about the past. I'm focused on the present. And uh, to that end, I want to welcome the, uh, let's say, over under one and a half new listeners we have from, yes, uh, the plug from the reception yes. at your wedding. So exactly. welcome to the two or three of you who are maybe listening because of that. Yep. Shout out Tiffany, new in-law. So new, new member of the shorts and goggles family. So <laughs> cool. Well, let's jump into it. So wanted to shake things up instead of doing kind of what we've done in the past, where we just go through each team and we like share some thoughts or whatever. We decided to break it down into some categories. Uh, we're going to bring back hell. Yeah. Or fuck. No. Um, talk about some specific teams. And then we got some awards that we came up with and then we'll wrap things up with finals prediction and all that stuff. So basically this is the part, of the season where we're just going to be wrong for an hour or so. And, uh, you know, we'll act like we, we never said this stuff and mid season we'll correct it. And then we'll pick back off of that take, uh, till the end of the year to make it look like we're right. So sound like a plan. That's exactly right. And the point is, um, there are so many times when we do this that I don't remember what my take on an issue was. And then I just sort of just go with it. Um, I think it's we'll that next play just, mentality. It's that next play <laughs> mentality. Like you always have to just step up and hey, we're gonna we're gonna make a ton of mistakes. I'm gonna assume that we're gonna make mistakes. And then oh, yeah. how about this? I'm just gonna assume it's gonna be wrong, and then I'll be pleasantly surprised when we get something right. Oh, absolutely. No, I like that plan. So let's start off with a, a softball kind of just yes. some something to warm it up. Let's get a little loose. Um, your most intriguing team going into the season. What tr- what team intrigues you the most? Um, my most intriguing team going into the season. Um, I don't, I didn't want to take your Lakers. Um, I didn't want to do that. There's too much Lakers content on this pod, but they are interesting. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm respectfully uh, disagree, but <laughs> did you, although let me feed into the beast really quick. Did you see that? Um, I actually, not plagiarizing. This is our new stance of not plagiarizing people this yep. year. Um, I read the article before I saw the Shannon, the Unk reaction to it. Um, 538 has, you know, noted statistics website, has the Lakers going 42 and 40 as their projection this year. Oh, wow. With a 49% chance of making the playoffs. So to that end, like you probably maybe thought, oh, the Lakers will be intriguing because they could go to new great heights. Ha ha. Well, they could also be intriguing because they might not finish above or just barely above 500, according to a 
data website. So yeah. chew on that for a second, Raj. What do you think of that? Uh, that's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrifying to that think about. The idea that they would go nearly 500, though, in the season, I don't I don't foresee that. Like, I think that's one of those scenarios where everything has to go wrong, where everybody's hurt. Like, yeah, everybody gets hurt. Um, their lack of real depth starts to show. Um, and everybody else in their in the league just plays better than them. So I think that's a worst case scenario. I mean, it, I think it's possible that they don't have like a great regular season, you know, but I don't foresee them being anything less than like top four in the in this season. Regardless, they'll be interesting and 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 fun to watch. Yes, yes. But so let me let me answer this question by pivoting to like something we were obviously going to talk about today. And I'm gonna say. And also stay loyal to our brand of content. Sure. How can it not be the 76ers? It's the 76 seconds, the 76ers. <laughs> we're like two minutes into the pod and we're already already here. It so has to lay, be lay it on me, man. What's going on with the Sixers? So well, okay. That what a simple question. I, I know that was a really loaded question. Wow. <laughs> um, let me just assume that people have a general idea of what's going on with the 76ers probably as much as I do. And I'll offer up a couple points. One is that we can't, <laughs> this is me telling myself this and maybe you as well. We can't keep doing this every year with like someone has a reaction to being in a situation they don't want to be in at the beginning of season. Remember this was hard in last year. Yep, exactly. And like, everyone's going to like, throw a fit and have a cow. Now, if you want to have a conversation about the differences between the Harden situation and the Simmons situation, I think that's an interesting conversation to be had. But like point being every 365 days or so, I can't have this like, oh my gosh, I don't believe it. Someone is throwing a thing to make a point about not wanting to be there anymore. So I'm, I'm not going to feed into the beast of, wow, this is the end of the world of Western civilization. It, it did. I, I am like obviously the the gotcha click content of like he wore sweatpants with a telephone in his pocket at practice. <laughs> obviously, I'm gonna obviously I'm gonna consume that content. Obviously, obviously. but let, let's call it what it is. Like he doesn't want to be there. Um, Sixers don't want him there. Uh, it it's gonna happen to where he's not there. Like something something's got to give, and that's gonna happen. Great. The part two to that, which is very different from the Harden-Houston situation, and what makes them really, really interesting is I love the responses from the players. Mm. Like, <laughs> Embiid, besides being a great quote all the years he's been in the league, Embiid has been on point with this whole saga. Yeah. And, and most recently, Embiid was saying, like, I don't – he said today, like, I don't even care about that man anymore. Like, yeah. he's, he's over it. And <laughs> – um, Danny Green had one uh, earlier where he was just saying, he's like, look, man, we just want him to like do his job. Like I'm not at, we're not asking for too much, man. We're just asking him to like do Ben's Be professional. Yeah. I, I, so their tone, their unified tone of this is disinterest and like, forget this dude. And we're over, like, we're beyond this. Um, do you, we can dip our toe into, I guess this is an offshoot of a Ewing theory kind of thing. Regardless, I think it potentially serves as a catalyzing moment mm. and really makes the 76ers a fun study of team chemistry, which we love talking about over, sure. the, over this season. So you think this is one of those situations where it'll actually bring the team closer together despite all the distraction going on with, because I guess where the problem is or what makes this interesting as well, it's like there's no real timeline of when he's going to get moved or how he can get moved or do people even want him right now? Like that's the interesting part is his trade value is one ridiculously low because of the stunt that he's pulling right now, but he still has a lot of funk hanging over him from the playoffs and just kind of the, the spiral that he had against the Hawks. So there is, there's still that belief that it's like Ben Simmons is still like an all NBA player, you know, when he's playing at the best of his abilities, but considering contract, considering players that can't get traded until like December or something, 
or players that just signed or players that just got traded, they can't be moved until December. That limits kind of options and possibilities right now. And also, too, it's like how hard are the Sixers actually trying to move him right now? So it's like this fiasco could last a while. Basically, there's no timeline of when it could come to an end. And but you're saying, though, despite all the distractions, this might actually be a benefit for the Sixers. Because I could have taken your entire response there and replaced Simmons with Harden Okay, last year. I don't know how hard they're trying to move him. Like there's still a funk hanging over him from the previous, like all those points were like, yep, yep, yep. They still moved him. Um, True. People are going to, someone's going to take a, someone's going to take a dice roll on Ben Simmons. Uh, And yeah, I think this is, I think this could be, could be, this could be one of those things. I'll, I'll hedge that a little further and say, I would not be surprised if this is one of those things. Got it. Do you foresee a timeline of when that can happen though? No. That's so yeah, that's that's where it gets interesting. <laughs> that's where Yeah, I, I just I don't think he's gonna play for them, man. So like yeah. I don't even they're he's just not gonna come to be a well here's he also gonna... the biggest diff there's also another difference between this and the Harden situation is that the Rockets like couldn't afford like I'm trying to think of how to phrase this, they couldn't afford to lose Harden in the sense of like they the option to just sit on him and just make him come back and play, like benefited the Rockets more than it benefited Harden where like you get the impression that the Sixers don't necessarily want him or at least the players don't and Doc doesn't seem too thrilled to have him back either so that's what makes it interesting too where it's like you know they had to reluctantly move Harden just because Harden just like torpedoed that so badly that they're like okay we can't can't do this anymore but you know with the Sixers, you would think wanting to get rid of Simmons and it not being so easy. That's another part that makes this really intriguing story. Yeah, I see your point on motivations being a little bit different there. The um, the dynamic between team and player uh, being a little being a little different there. I I proje- projecting predicting. I'll just I'll I'll reiterate. I think he. He might suit up. He might not. It's going to be very vanilla. It's going to be very yeah. Bleh. It's going to be very blah. If he's going to get. He's getting moved. He's if your producer moved. Tyler, what do you want? Like, what's the outcome you're wishing for? Oh Lord. Um, we we tried to ask him this earlier today, and he like refused to actually he's like, no answer question. the no, question. He, yeah, really, he's pulling a Ben Simmons right now. <laughs> he's yeah. Producer Tyler is. <laughs> protesting and he's yeah. wearing sweats and has his phone in his pocket As not producing speak. not producing for us so hating on iron eagle for whatever reason <laughs> iron eagle's a fine broadcaster tyler i'm i love that we're just <laughs> coming at you in the pod instead of responding to you this is uh, a B, this is a beat a day degree in the press conference right yeah. now just be like yeah we don't uh, know what's going on with that guy <laughs> all right yeah no <laughs> Let, let's sum things up tyler is slacking the Sixers will move um, Ben Simmons. I think in terms of what they could get, um, a helpful, warm body. <laughs> Anyone they're looking for. They're Anyone. Looking for, yeah. Because they're not that bad. They're not bad. They're a good basketball team. No, I think and that's like the interesting part too, is like they could definitely make a finals run like with or without Ben. So it's like, if you're Maury, like, why not just get like three or four warm bodies, basically? Maybe one of those guys end up being useful and just kind of roll a dice with the team you have solely around Embiid and see what you get. Why not? It's not like Tobias Harris sucks. Like, he's a pretty good player last time I checked. So, I mean, he's not Ben Simmons all NBA level, but like, do you need him to be if you got to be playing at the best of his ability? Like, I don't know. Agreed. Don't know. All right, for me, my most intriguing team is the Chicago Bulls. So, oh, is it? I'm very intrigued by this team, man. They had a okay. very nice, very nice preseason. I mean, they didn't play anybody worthwhile, like at all. But you saw some cool highlights, basically. And it's like, do I think this team's going to be good? Like, not necessarily. No, it's not. That's not necessarily what I mean. But I think this team's going to be interesting because you got the Lonzo um, reclamation project, where basically, like. Now Lonzo's gone through two teams that weren't really a good fit for him. And early signs are showing that his shot is where it should be. 
and that at least like the Bulls can use him in that passing facilitating role that, you know, he, he's really destined to be. He didn't really get that opportunity in New Orleans or Los Angeles. So it'd be interesting to see if Lonzo can live up to that number two billing or number two draft pick billing. I'm interested to see what happens with Zach Levine because we've, we've talked about this on the pod before where guys that come back from Team USA usually come back and have like really strong seasons following that. Um, I saw a lot of things I liked from Zach in, in the Team USA as far as like his off ball and uh, being more engaged defensively. I think he's made comments before too going into the preseason about like, hey, like it's kind of nice to play off the ball. Like I can do, I can impact the game in a lot of different ways. Um, and then I'll always have a special place in my heart for DeMar DeRozan. Um, you know, and I think since he wasn't playing at San Antonio, I think a lot of people didn't get a chance to see him and he was still very effective. And of course, Alex Caruso, you know, uh, definitely wish he was still a Laker, but you know, I want to, I want good things for the bald Eagle. So I'm going to say Chicago Bulls. I'm very intrigued if they can break through that glass ceiling and make the playoffs for the first time since Jimmy Butler. Right. That was like what, five years ago. That sounds right. Ish. I don't know. It's no chance that it's after that. I they, right. they, <laughs> Exactly. They've been awful. Uh, I'll just say our 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 data friends at 538 give the Bulls a projection of 38 and 44. That's that might be good enough to make the playoffs. Which gives them a 36% chance of making the playoffs. I like it. And yeah. at the very minimum, we'll get some really cool highlights from that team. A lot of bang outs. I also love your take about, um, you know, coming off an Olympic session. Mm-hmm. So I, lo- I love hearing that. Um, I love hearing your perspective on that from Levine. Is he, uh, you feel free to pass on this for a future episode if we're like not prepared to answer it. Um, mm-hmm. Like the bit, is he a, the biggest winner of the Olympics? Is he like a, a a huge winner of the Olympics. Um, mm. Like if you're thinking about reflecting on the, that Olympic session, kind of on guys that maybe got a little bit of a image upgrade, maybe. Sure, sure. Or perception upgrade. I think. I think a little bit. I don't know. Like Zach, we we talked about before on this pod that Zach is kind of a polarizing guy. He's kind of a guy that you either you know. Uh, you don't like because he he does have the ball in his hands all the time. He's a volume scorer. Um, he's not always the greatest decision maker and not always like the most engaged on defense, but it's like, you know, he was also the franchise guy for a franchise that like hasn't really known what it's been doing for a, a long time, basically since like the Thibodeau days, basically. Yeah. So, you know, and I think, so I think that's what's going to be nice for this year is that you're going to have Lonzo with the ball in his hands more, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, him and DeRozan, I think, who DeRozan, too, is an underrated playmaker. And I guess that's what makes this team kind of cool is, like, Levine and DeRozan kind of have the same uh, perception about them, I guess. Like, Levine's a better three-point shooter than DeRozan. DeRozan kind of gets a bad knack for just being just a mid-range scorer or whatever. But, like, here's two two disciples of Kobe that basically have had to be franchise guys for teams that, like, weren't really going anywhere. So, you know, but you had DeRozan playing under Pop. You had Zach spending a summer with Pop now. Um, and I think really what the USA experience did for him, because there was a lot of games where I really liked Levine on the wing. He reminded me of flashes of like OA Dwayne Wade, just the way that he was like attacking the passing lanes and like creating plays in that sense by creating transition opportunities. So I think he's he's kind of seen he's seen the value of not having the ball in his hands all the time and kind of growing as a player. So that's like the theory. Now, you know, you also get another, you get a full year now, a full season with Vooch, who was traded midseason uh, last year for them. So I think, and it's just, it's one of those situations where it's like, I don't see, there's nothing that's like a red flag that says like why it couldn't work. That's fair. I, I want to keep going with Levine because you were saying DeRozan and I'm wondering if instead of DeRozan, you said Kobe disciples and then plus Olympic connection. Do people feel about Zach Levine the way they felt about Booker before the bubble? Yeah, I think so. A guy that uh, he puts up stats, but he like, was he done? Like he hasn't had team success yet. Um And you look, but you look at the teams that Zach has been on and it's like, what team was good enough to actually like, do anything right 
the yeah. Wolves, only Wolves team that's went to the playoffs in the last 20 years was the one that Jimmy Butler was on, and they barely made it, like literally on the last night of the season. Um, and, of course, he was in that trade to get Butler there, so he wasn't on that team. So he's been on pretty much just like with rebuilding projects ever since he's gotten into the league. So I think having some vets like Vooch, like DeRozan, that are guys that, uh, maybe more DeRozan than Vooch because DeRozan has at least had playoff success. Like he's been to the Eastern Conference Finals. He hasn't done well in the postseason necessarily. Like he, he kind of got that reputation hanging over his head, but at least he's like had that experience. Um, and I do think that like Zach spending a summer with guys like Durant, like Draymond, um, you know, like Drew and, and Booker and Chris Middleton, who all just made the run. You know, I think getting kind of rubbing shoulders with those guys, I think that that can only help. It's kind of like when Melo went. So maybe that might be no, because Zach's not on the same level as Melo was going into the 08 uh, Olympics. But, you know, you think about Melo after the 08 Olympics and just kind of the run he had from 09 to 2012, 2013. You know, he was one of the best players in the league. And, you know, he credits a lot of that to his time at Team USA. Love just I just I love the topic and the concept of Olympic boosting. Um, so I, I love that Levine is and I I'm intrigued by his arc, his his we talk about narrative arc, of course, like I'm yeah. intrigued by his arc as a protagonist in the NBA, all aligns with your theory of the Bulls sneaking in the playoffs. Love yeah. to see it. That's that's why they're intriguing, man. It's, it, they could happen. It also could go belly up really quick. And I'm going to you know, pivot on this take midway through the season. Never happened. But let's talk about this this next category then. What's what's your league pass bandwagon team? I think in the past, your your teams have been like the Miami Heat, the Phoenix Suns last year, you know, just the teams that you're going to hit your wagon to and you're going to root for and follow no matter what. So who's that team for you this year? RJ, I'm a lifelong New York Knicks fan. Like, I don't that's, know. That's true. You're a new <laughs> New York Knicks correspondent. <laughs> I feel like that's got to be my go-to answer. And, um, you, you know, a team I briefly considered for most intriguing. I, they're not the most intriguing, but I, I like I thought about them for two seconds. Um, also not necessarily a league pass team in the in the way that the Ringer and Bill Simmons use them. Like, I know right. league, league pass team is more like they're exciting. Um, but not necessarily good. Good. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily good. Um, so they're not, a, they're not a league pass team in that sense, but they're a team I'm going to have a bunch of fun with. They are, uh, I know I was, I was talking with, see Tyler, we're going to, I'm going to, we're going to replace you with your older brother. I was talking with Zach last night. Ooh. Um, and succession. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's turning into a succession here. I was talking with Zach last night. Um, and he actually has been a Knicks fan for a decent amount of his life. And, and I know he was, I, I, he was not super confident about the Knicks replicating their uh, like four their four seed uh, playoff run that they had or a playoff run I mean they lost in the first round but they had their they, they were a four seed last year out of out of yeah. seemingly nowhere he was kind of skeptical about that um our friend our data friends have the Knicks projected to go 43 and 39 mm. that is a 63% chance of the playoffs, but there are, if I, if I may count on air, there are one, two, three, four, five, no, 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 six, seven, they would be the eighth seed. So oh, what? again, again, like a, 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 the data friends kind of going with the perception that maybe the Knicks are not going to be, um, back there last year all that is to say i will be watching it with great interest with um an nba team miles away from where i'm currently sitting there you go yeah, yeah you gotta get you boots on the ground for a couple of games for us all right so oh definitely yeah oh yeah we'll, we'll make that yeah. happen um cool for me i'm gonna so i bought a Jalen suggs jersey while i was down in, in orlando this past week because i just i had to had to do it for had the to. brand build that man a statue build him a statue build him a statue already gonzaga but uh so i would usually say the magic in this kind of scenario but I, i'm I, I would only be rooting for Jalen in that situation i wouldn't be actually rooting for the magic so maybe this is because i i follow a lot of people that cover the grizzlies on twitter but 
I've, I've started to come around to being a Memphis Grizzlies bandwagon fan. Um, and I think they could be kind of like what you were saying, not the traditional league pass team in the sense of like a not good team. That's just kind of fun to watch. Like they're going to be in the mix for a playoff spot um, and potentially like a really good season. So I'm excited to see what those young guys can do. And I only want good things for the Memphis Grizzlies going forward this season. Hard not to. Uh, it's Is there a person on this planet who's like John Morant? Um, he's fine. Like, I, I no. don't have a strong feeling of love for him. What it like, just our boy, it, Brand, our boy, Brandon Clark, Brandon Clark's still there. But if you're watching, if you're like the youths and basketball no longer is about the team, it's about following the player, then yeah, why not hit um, John Morant's so sick? Yeah, he's awesome. So he's really cool. No, so I'm excited to see what the Grizzlies do unless they they knock off the Lakers uh, for the playoffs, which according to our friends at 538, that, that could happen. So could we, happen. we need to be careful about that. Um, what's the player or the take that's the hill you're still waiting to die on or still willing to die on? So what's like a what's a take or a hill you've been dying on that you're like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to keep holding on to this. I'm, I'm yeah. still on the strong on this one. Um, yeah, I, I mean – you, you kind of mentioned them before. Uh, the heat is still on, RJ. The heat is still I, on? It, it's still on. I don't know if you knew that, but the, the, heat, the heat is still on, man. What, what is to stop the Miami Heat besides, like, Giannis going Super Saiyan, which he did, and the Bucs con- – I, mean, I, I get it. I get it. But they, they, got, they, they got some pieces. Like, and, you know, we got, we got Kyle down there now. We, we got our, we got Kyle Lowry down there Tough. now. I mean, does does Pat Riley just know how to reload every single year? Like, but he find and what it, we have we've had minutes and minutes and hours of conversation about like heat culture and everything. <laughs> Kyle Lowry on the Miami Heat, uh, yes, please, I'm in. So the heat is the heat is still on as a threat in the East for me. I'm going to die on that hill. I like that take. I mean, one of the reasons why I like that take, we talked about it a little bit last last season, not last year, uh, but the the two teams that made it to the finals in the bubble were both teams that just had like nightmares of regular seasons and got bounced in the first round because of injury or whatever it might be. So, yeah, the idea of a healthy Miami Heat coming in, revitalized, recouped, hopefully you can get a bounce back here from Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Um yeah, why not that team? You're right. That that's definitely a team that I think now that they do have their legs back under them, and they got a guy in Kyle Lowry who who seems to be a tank. I know he's like what 35 now or something like that. He's he's starting to get up there. Yeah. But I mean, still that guy's a tank. Like he's he's still gonna bring you the same energy and effort that you always get from him. So you're right. Okay. No, Miami Heat. The Heat is still on. Okay. I'm oh. I'm willing to rock with that. Willing to rock with that. I'm not ready to give up on our boys at Collins yet. So Zach ah. has had he has had a tough couple of seasons. I know Portland fans literally just threw their phones out the window. They crashed their car. They shut down their everything because they're like Zach Collins is, has been useless the past few years. Not yes. disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing at all. The guy has played maybe two games in the past two seasons. Um, but provided that he can stay healthy, I still think that he is a guy, especially playing in a system for Pop, that could. Um, that could have a, not, I don't know, a breakout year really counts for him, but like he could have a pretty good season this year. And I think he could still be a really good player for a, an NBA championship team. So really he just has to stay healthy. Um, you know, the, the Spurs, I think you're leading the league in white players right now, but like, you know, Hey, I think that that's great that he'll just open up more opportunities for him. <laughs> and so he'll, he'll do, he'll do fine there in, uh, in San Antonio, but in all seriousness, you know, pop has been the power forward whisperer, um, you know, he's going to be playing in a system that utilizes Zach's offensive strengths. Zach just got to stay healthy at this point. Like that's, that's really the only thing that he's got going for him. So I'm going to give Zach one more year and I'm, I'm going to keep, keep defending him and dying on that hill in the meantime. I didn't expect that. Um, good for you. Good for you. I did that. I got I, you. I'd forgotten about Zach Collins. Like exactly as, as, a, as a human being. I love that take. Exactly. I got to stand up for, uh, for the fellow Zags out there. Yeah. Um, speaking of, I'll go ahead and leave this cat, this category off teams that you're most concerned about. So kind of speaking of Zach Collins a little bit, 
I'm kind of worried about the Blazers, man. I'm, I'm not getting a good vibe from them right now. Um, didn't win in the preseason, which that's fine. The Lakers didn't either. Um, had a real tumultuous offseason, though. Real, uh, a lot of upheaval and in, in re- like resentment towards the Chauncey Billups hiring. That got Dame involved in, you know, his first real backlash he's ever gotten from like the public before. Uh, Dame wanting out, you know, reportedly he never said that, but we know how these things go. Um, they didn't really upgrade out all in the offseason. They added Larry Dance, who I, I like Larry Dance Jr. a lot, former Laker. Um, I think he's a good player for them, but you know, in a situation where you got your star player saying, Hey, like drastic changes need to happen, or else like I'm out of here. Um, that's not the move that's gonna do it. So I think in a West that continues to just get stronger and, you know, new head coach that's going to have a lot of scrutiny and eyes on him during the season. If things don't get off to a good start for them, man, I, I don't know what's going to happen with this team. They are a destination potentially for Ben Simmons has long been rumored, but yeah, man, I, I don't have a great feeling about the Blazers this season. Totally fair. And, and makes sense. Um, I sort of have answered this question in previous questions. So I, I brought up the Lakers mm-hmm. uh, as a team that could be worthy of concern. I brought up the Knicks as a team that could be could be worthy of concern. Sure. Uh, so let's go. Let's talk Dubs a second. Ooh. Okay. Where are we with? With the dubs. I was very bullish on the dubs last year, if you remember. I was like, and then for like two weeks, that was cool. And it would made sense. And then and then it didn't happen after that. Um 538 again, if I reference them, has them projected as 36 and 46. That is a 19% chance at making the playoffs. Um more basically the same record as your Chicago Bulls just playing in the Western Conference gives them less of a chance. Sure. A, a worse record projected than the much maligned Minnesota Timberwolves. Wow. That's that's a stat for you. So wow. <laughs> is how about the, how about I phrase it this way? Are we seeing this kind of season from the Warriors? Are we seeing more of like we're back in the playoffs warriors how are you feeling about them i think they would be back i would think um steph if anything last year steph proved that he's not slowing down at all like if anything he's just staying steady and getting better um draymond i think going to olympics i think that kind of helped him out a little bit too which is kind of like finding his identity again um, I know he didn't take a ton of shots, but like, I think he threw like the first four or five games, like he didn't miss a shot. Right. So it's like, he's taking smarter shots. He's not taking a ton of shots, but he's impacting the game on the defensive end. So in an ideal world, you get Draymond fully locked back in. Um, no Kelly Oubre, who we thought Oubre was going to be great for them. And that ended up being just a disaster. <laughs> so, yeah. so he's out of there. Um, and then clay is going to be coming back eventually. Who knows what that might look like, but I don't know, man. I think the Warriors have enough to get into the playoffs. I think, I think they got enough to get into the playoffs. And I like would not be surprised if like the, if the best case scenario for them played out where it's like clay comes back and it's like, he didn't miss a step. Draymond goes back to being a defensive player of the year candidate. Steph Curry is an MVP candidate. You get some good minutes out of Wiseman and Kaminga combined basically and that's like the bet and jordan pool continues to have like the hot shooting start that he had so that's like the best case scenario and if that plays out they could be like a five or six seed maybe i i want to agree with you yeah like that all from a from a but what is the, the I, likelihood I, of that happening though is, is the question 
I apparently low, uh, but, but, <laughs> I, I, but uh, allegedly low, but I, I, I like your, I like your thinking. So let's, let, let me, let me ask you this. Okay. Like, okay. Let's, let's talk about the Timberwolves for a second. Like, okay. In what world have we ever had faith in the Timberwolves? Like never meeting expectation. <laughs> I've, I've, I've never had that opinion in my life. Yeah. So they got some dudes. Okay. They got some players this year. So, yeah. you know, you, know, you, you definitely kind of, I kind of don't count the past couple of years just because Cat had has been through so much personally. Like yeah. I can't imagine just all the things he's had to deal with and trying to be a, you know, franchise player for a organization that continues to self sabotage itself. Because even recently they just got rid of who like the president of basketball operations or or something like that. They just fired somebody else, like pretty recently. And Cat was basically like, "What are we like? What are we doing?" So. I don't trust that organization as far as I could throw it. So the idea that the Warriors are going to be worse than them, like I, I kind of lose all credibility for 538 after, after that one. That's like, no, there's no way that the Warriors are going to be worse than the Wolves. Now, can the Wolves like not suck this year? Like, yes, that's possible. Like, I, I do believe in them not being a dumpster fire, but I don't know if they're going to be a playoff team. They, I mean, a 41% chance of making the playoffs, apparently. that's. So that's, that's assuming that Anthony Edwards just turns into like Dwayne Wade must. 2.0. <laughs> yeah. Which okay, I. He's he's cool. Oh, he's sick. He's fun. He's young and fun. Oh, he's like the best quote in the NBA right now. Like he's, yeah, he yeah, he is also like a great quote and yeah. A, a if good you put a microphone thing, in yes. front of him, you're getting some great content. So yeah, no, we only want great things for Anthony Edwards. Like let's mm-hmm. make that clear. But yeah, I don't know who's gonna be with the Timberwolves. So. Oh, get him out of here. Um, all right. Were you able to, to, to cook one up for this one? The most bombastic take you could think of for the season. The most bombastic take. Like it doesn't I, even have to be like something you actually believe. It's just something that's just like, here's my, here's a take. I'm just going to throw it out there. And this is, this is the, uh, this is the endurance segment of the, of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes okay. this is exactly what this is this okay. is the pipe bomb yep all right great um the most bombastic take i can cook up is um similar to our conversation with the 76ers um earlier today the the sacramento kings announced that marvin bagley is not gonna like mm. play for them <laughs> He's not going to be a part of the. I didn't see that. Team. I saw that no. they didn't. They didn't extend his contract. But yeah, oh shit. Uh, okay. Yeah, they're like, you're not going to be part of the rotation, Marvin Bagley. Is what they said. Um, exactly the spark the Sacramento Kings needed. They're going to make. They're going to make the one game playoff. <laughs> yes. Yes. I like there it. There you go. You're welcome. Benjamin Bagley leads to them making the play in game. I love just it. Just a spark. I love it. Um, I'm gonna pick up from something that was sizzling last year, and I said last this, this is kind of the hill I'm dying on from last season. Uh, Bradley Beal, I'm not convinced that he's staying there. I'm I'm not convinced that uh, he's gonna end the season as a Washington Wizard, and so I think they're gonna get off to a slow start. He's gonna force a trade kind of on the low for Ben Simmons, and Simmons is gonna go to the Wizards. Bill is going to go to the Sixers and the Sixers are going to make a finals run. That's, that's the take. So you want a bomb, like a bombastic take to you has a shred of possibility to it. Maybe. I mean, like I was trying to think of like other takes, like, I don't know, like I want something wilder than that. Um, there will be a player in the NBA that like the San Jose shark has a fake vaccine card and is going to get caught and going to get suspended for X amount of games. I don't know. I think you could go wilder than that too. Um, let me think. I'm sure there's going to be some crazy like organizational scandal of some kind, like some sort of like John Gruden-esque email situation that's going to happen. I just don't know who. Lamelo so, Ball MVP. You said what? Lamelo Ball MVP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bull Bull Six Man of the Year. <laughs> Love it, love it. Um, maybe okay, maybe a bomb basket take would be Charlotte Hornets home court advantage. Oh, so they are at least a four seed? At least a four seed. 
which I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs. So like that would be uh, that'd be a pretty wild. Our game. data friends say they will go 34 and 48 Great. with a 17 percent chance of the playoffs. Okay, well, hey, then call that bombastic. Then that, let's do it. All right, cool. Sounds good. Let's move on to our next segment. Everyone's favorite segment, America's favorite. Hell yeah or fuck no. This Great. just to refresh the audience. I ask a question. Mm-hmm. We say hell yeah or fuck no. It's pretty simple. So yeah, yeah. Phoenix can run it back to the finals. Oh, that's a hell yeah for me. That's a hell yeah for you. Easy. I would agree. I think it's possible. I'm really curious to see what happens with the DeAndre Aiden thing. Um, he's the only player that didn't get picked up for an extension, and he's the first number one pick to not get his um, rookie extension since like 2008 or something like that. Right. So, so I don't know. Like those are always those weird kind of disease and more things that like Pat Riley's talked about before that can kind of fuck things up. I also saw that, and I immediately thought, and I, we we've talked about the Suns organization with our, our book conversation about them. And I was like, don't do this Phoenix Suns. You, <laughs> yes. you, you don't, you, you've gotten out of your own way for a whole couple of years now. Just, just stay out of your way for another couple seasons during this window of opportunity. Don't Robert Sarver, just please. Yeah. It, this has Robert Sarver written all uh, over it. And just the, the fact that they felt the need to sign Landry Shamit, who wasn't even on the fucking team last year. <laughs> they felt the need to extend his contract over, um, who I thought through most of the playoffs was their most important player in DeAndre Aiden. And he was a difference in the finals for them where he kind of came back down to earth. Uh, but everything leading up to the finals, he was fucking phenomenal. Like, I don't know how you don't extend that guy. Mikel Bridges makes sense. I get that. But yeah, I don't. So I, I could foresee that being a potential issue, but I do see Booker getting better playing out of his mind. He's also coming off a of team USA experience. So We'll see what happens with that. What's next? We got kind of already answered this. Are the Lakers too old to win the title? So if I'm forced to give one of these two answers. Hell yeah or fuck no. Man. 42 and 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to say fuck no, they're not too old to win the title that's I, the right answer yes yeah uh, <laughs> i it's it's gonna be one of those like you, you still have lebron james you still have anthony davis mm-hmm. and his broad shoulders yep i i think i actually i really like what what are your thoughts on westbrook i i really i like I, him for the regular season that's why i'm surprised that he's so the um prediction is so low because it's like with Westbrook, like you can't afford to give AD or LeBron a night off. Because you know Westbrook's gonna go get a triple double and fucking yeah. play play his ass off every single game. So it's like, it's a great point. Yeah. So there's not gonna be like schedule losses for the Lakers. Because in theory, you can just have Westbrook. Westbrook doesn't give a fuck about a schedule loss. Like he's gonna go he try to win the game no matter what. So, um, it ultimately comes down to AD and LeBron though. Like if you got both of those guys, like the bubble proved, if you got both of those guys healthy. Like you're, they're gonna be a contender. Like it's, yeah. it's really that simple. Where if they're the two, if both of them are healthy, nine times out of ten they're gonna be the two best players on the court, or at least have the two best players on the court. Totally. Yep. So I think it's that simple. So no, I don't think they're too old. I want Melo to get a ring. God damn it. So this this is his best shot. We'll see what happens. Um, can the Nets win it without Kyrie? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I agree. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. They still got Kevin Durant, and I would not be surprised if James Harden has a, like, vintage MVP candidate season. I would not be shocked by that. Dumb question here, man. How many games has Kyrie played for the Nets? Uh, Maybe it's not a dumb question. It's a really good question. I I don't have the the answer. The over-under is like 20. It's like, not a lot. Of it's games. not a lot. Like, no, it's not a lot. We could look it up real quick, actually. But because um, I'm trying to think he missed a good portion of the playoffs. He missed the whole Bucks series, right? Yeah. OK, so, of course, Internet doesn't want to work. How many games has Kyrie played 
in Brooklyn. So I guess maybe like a good question in the meantime is like, are we sure Kyrie's not playing this year? I, here's my here's my point for asking that is I don't think like I I'm not even I'm answering that by saying I'm not even factoring him in. I'm also not even like considering him in the trajectory of the Nets organization for the last really? couple of years. Like wow. I mean, you I, that's what I was. How many games has he played for them? I I don't know. Like Google someone has an answer on the internet. Somebody like, does, in, but but like not that many. So no. if I'm thinking about the Nets last year. It was, it was the Durant, it was Durant and Harden, and uh-huh. and this year it's Durant and Harden, and Steve Nash is now in his second year of coaching, and now and Blake Griffin had a nice little like, hey, I'm still good, remember me moment. Yeah, he's and, gonna get a full season, and They're he's gonna get a full Marcus season. Back. Like, who I, knows what he can give? I can, like, I can give you all sorts of points about how the Nets are better than they were last year, despite all this Kyrie action. Like, and they could, they could totally meet the Bucs in the Eastern Conference Finals and beat them. I agree. I, I I honestly agree, especially with the clinic Durant put on during the Olympics, really just firmly establishing himself as the best player right now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, James Harden, he's been in the top three for MVP, what, the past five or six seasons, like, in a row? Yeah. Like, yeah, that guy's not going anywhere. So, yeah, it's scary season in Brooklyn for sure. It is scary hours indeed. Uh, next one. As soon as my phone opens up, we got Bucks could be better than they were last season. Hell yeah, or fuck no. Well, see, I I just kind of did a thing about how the Nets are better. I'm also going to give you a hell yeah, the Bucks are better. Because, I think so too. Yeah, yeah, man, I think um, so too. We're entering the era of Giannis, and we all just need to ex- do more than accept that. You need to love and appreciate that. Yep, um, and embrace it with your whole entire heart, because that is what this era of Giannis deserves. Uh, so he's better. And you were talking about Olympic vibes, like Middleton, you know, like yeah, Drew, Drew, like the fact that um, maybe should we apologize for our besmirching of the, the coaching of the, Milwaukee Bucks. Maybe that's the hill I'll die on. Maybe that's a good know. one. Yeah, there's maybe the that's hill. the hill I'll die on. Is Coach Bud actually not being a good coach? Coach Bud not a good coach. Um, yeah. So I think the Bucks are better. I also mm-hmm. think the Nets are better. Yeah. And this is going to end up with a, like a a Dragon Ball Z type of thing where everyone's just gotten better, and like the new the new matchup will be them and. With yeah, more power. You agree? Yeah, I agree. And then to kind of build off that point too, we're also saying that the Heat are going to be better. The Sixers could conceivably be better. Conceivably. Not a, yeah, I'm not opposed to the Sixers being better. Yeah, they could potentially be better. So, yeah, that top of the Eastern Conference is still still very interesting. But no, I want to say, do you, do you want to say the Hawks are better? Yeah, I want to say the Hawks they, are better. I, I think you have to. I want. Yeah, the Hawks are definitely better. Um, and no matter what, you know, we were talking about earlier with the Knicks, but I think the Knicks are going to, they got to be better. Right. <laughs> like, I see. Think? That's the thing. I don't know if the Knicks are going to be like, okay. I mean, you know, like they could be treading water or they could be, True. I don't know if they're, they're going to be better, but more of like a lightning in a bottle situation. So put them. And then we, we haven't mentioned the Boston Celtics at all. Yeah. So and I think Jalen Brown, how how many games is he going to be out for again? Because he's he's hurt, right? Uh, is it over? Is it more games than Kyrie has played as a Brooklyn? <laughs> because, because Kyrie has actually played, <laughs> he's actually played seventy four games as a Brooklyn Net, which is surprising to me. True. Well, there was the first season that him and Durant got there. Kyrie did play a few games before he shut it down. He played twenty with them in. 1920 and then he played 54 last year with them don't really remember that but i don't remember any of that more of the story though is it's three it's two seasons and he's only played he's played less than a regular season yeah <laughs> with them so yeah, yeah okay um i mean celtics ah they might be that pleasant surprise team like you don't really expect much out of them but like they'll be okay but they're one of those teams. If they were in the West, we probably wouldn't. They probably wouldn't make the cut. 
If they were in the West, we would talking, we'd be talking about them in the same way we're talking about, say, like Grizzly. No. Yeah. I don't even know if the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies might be better than them right now. You think the Grizzlies are, are we talking about them in the same way we're talking about the Warriors? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. If everything goes right. Yeah. So maybe, okay. So maybe this is where we can keep building off a of, hell yeah, fuck no. Because uh, mm-hmm. the last one I had was season or Simmons will end the season on a different team. We both said, yeah, that's going to happen, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. So, we'll run down. So, basically, this is who's going to make the playoffs. So, we'll go right. down Eastern Conference first. So, we said Milwaukee, hell yeah. Yeah. Nets, hell yeah. yeah. Heat, hell yeah. yeah. Sixers, hell yeah. Um, so, that's what four that we got right there. So, that's your top four. Pacers. Pacers are I the pace. I know this is a former Pacers podcast. Are we off the Pacers? I, are we, I, I can't have every team in the East. You know, like I have, I have I have the Heat and the Knicks, which feels weird as a yeah. lifelong New York Knicks fan. The but, 90s, late 90s version of you would be very confused by really that. Really upset. Yeah. I, I don't, the the Pacers are data friends say sixty seven percent. I don't. There's like a bad. I I don't know how. I'm not. I'm not like a hard yes. The the Ooh. ones that I'm the ones I'm like yes 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 are Bucks Sixers Hawks. Hawks yes, that's a five. Yeah. Yep. Okay. There Bucks Sixers Hawks Nets Heat. By default, I think you're putting the Celtics in there, bro. I think I think by default you are. Yeah, as far as just who has the most star power, like Jason Tatum is still like an all NBA player. So even with Brown missing extended time, in theory, Celtics should give you enough to get into the playoffs. Because you got to, so you have, you have to say, are the Celtics better than the Pacers? Probably. Are the Celtics better than the Knicks? Probably. Probably. Are the Celtics better than the Raptors? Yeah. Yeah. Are they better than the Bulls? Yes. So, like, at, at some point, it just becomes lava attrition. Gotcha. Okay. So, that yeah. puts us up to, what, six? So, six with the Celtics. Yeah. So, the last two teams, I mean, Charlotte, could they make a run? They could. Um, I'll go I'll go with my Knicks, and I'll go with Nick Nurse. I'll go with Nick Nurse. Oh wow! I get, I, that's, ah, well, are they? They are doing the playing game again this year, right? So I guess there's nine teams we need to figure out. Raptors. This is where your Bulls come in. Do, yes. you, do you feel? Do you feel better about the Bulls or the Pacers? I feel better about the Pacers making it. There's just some more consistent. Well, All right, hmm. I'll stop besmirching the Pacers. Let's, yeah, as much as I want the Bulls in there, yeah, I'll probably say the Pacers. All right, let's go to the Pacers. Yeah. And then out west, we got the usual yep. suspects, Lakers, um, yep. Suns, yes. Jazz, Nuggets. I love how you put the Lakers first. but Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course, on brand. Lakers, Suns, Jazz. There's Dylon, Dylon, and Dylon. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So Lakers, Suns, uh, Jazz, Nuggets. Yes. Yeah. Mavericks. Yeah. Mavericks. Um, who else could be in there? Memphis, maybe they could be. I think if you're putting, yeah, yeah, put Memphis on there. Memphis, Golden State, we think they could be. Are you do you feel bad better about Golden State or Portland? Golden State, do you feel better about Golden State? Or yeah, I just got a, I got a bad feeling about that Portland situation. I don't know. All right, we're staying, we're, we're staying away from Portland, but yeah, I got a bad feeling about them. This okay. Year. I mean, they could definitely be a playing team. Like, cause you can't, if Dame is on that team, you can't rule them out. Dame is going to be so pissed when he hears this, bro. Yeah, I know. He's going to get this track just fired my way for sure. Yeah. Um, Dame, I'm not a part of this, by the way. The. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh what about the clippers that's what i'm saying i think you have no the clippers. no Kawhi for most if not all the year yeah but paul george might be that might be enough you probably still put him on there how do you feel about the pelicans my guy dude i got a speaking of teams i got a bad feeling about i got a bad feeling about the pelicans I also, team, dude. yeah I, I do too there's just i don't know zion's already gonna be missing time so far, my uh, old take of R.J. Barrett having a better career than Zion is possible. Still in play. 
we're still there. Um, now, Kings, we already said probably not. Or you said they could be a playing team. <laughs> King, Kings are in there. Do you feel better about the Wolves or the Kings? <laughs> Apparently, I should feel better about the Wolves, but I don't. I, I love Darren Fox, man. I oh, let's... man. That's really picking the lesser. Now, now, now you're, you're boxing me into a corner where, like, now I'm going to have to, like, objectively try to defend an absurd premise that you forced me into. Uh, okay, Rock, Rockets, we don't think they're going to make it. Stop it. No. Jalen Green is going to be sick, though. I think he's probably going to be rookie of the year, probably. Are the Spurs going to do Spurs things? I don't think so, dude. I think they, they've just revamped so much that, yeah, I don't think they have really much of that original, like, DNA anymore. I think you have to put Portland in there, my guy. I think you have. I think to. you're right. Yeah, as as crazy. Jazz, Jazz Suns, Nuggets. Mm-hmm. This is in order of five thirty eights. Okay. Percentage. Jazz Suns, Nuggets, Mavericks, Blazers, Clippers. Mm-hmm. Let's skip over the Pelicans, Grizzlies, Lakers. There's your eight, and oh, I guess if so, yeah. So then, if you're doing nine, now you're talking like a a Pelicans Dubs playing game. Oh yeah, Dubs Blazers be in the mix for that. Yeah, yeah, that's where we're at. Um, yeah. All right, cool. Some awards, real quick. So the J.R. Smith Award for Best Internet Hero. So this is. Jared Smith has long been one of my favorite players, not because of what he does on the court, partially because of what he does on the court, but a lot of it for who he is as a person, as a personality. And he's definitely a cult hero on the internet. So who is the Jared Smith preseason award winner? Uh, you tell me. I'm, I mean, I, can Jared Smith win his own award? He is golfing. Dude, uh, he might. Actually, that's a great point. Yeah. Let's get, I, I'm, I'm, I want to give it to him. Yes, Jared Smith uh, golfing for oh my god, I forget what college it is, but yes, Jared Smith possibly. I I think the guy we brought up earlier, Anthony Edwards, is going to be that guy. I think that's I think that's fair. Uh, North uh, North Carolina A and T. North Carolina A and T. Okay, awesome. Yes, Jared Smith. He's a, he's a heavy favorite to win the Jared Smith Award, so yeah. <laughs> it's a possibility. Um. This award I called the Angry White Lady from Last Dance Award, uh, also known as the Sons and Four Guy Award. So this award is for fan base that's most likely to have some sort of player incident. Um, last season kind of sucked toward when we started yeah. to bring fans back in because people just didn't know how to act. A lot of crazy shit was happening. Yep. We will get fans for the whole season, hopefully, mm-hmm. knock on wood. Any fan bases jump out as most likely to wild out and do something crazy. Sure. I'm going to give you the 76ers freaking out about this situation. I'm going to give you, and yeah, Philly fans are known to be very restrained and respectful. So we got, we, we got to factor that in. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to nominate Jesus and Marrow just re- dealing with this yes. Knicks, this whole Knicks roller coaster this season. So I'm going yep. to throw that out there too. Okay. Yeah. That was, that was actually what I was going to lean towards. I was going to go Madison square garden, New York Knicks and first time Trey Young comes back to the garden. It's a good call. Yep. So um, let's see the Mike Conley award for player most likely to be snubbed from an all-star team. I can't even begin to answer this question. I like it's a I, tough one. Did you have anybody in mind when you, when you created this? I didn't actually, because what I was thinking was, is that horn coming from your end or mine? By the way, I think that's you. I, exactly. I mean, I'm, no, I think it's you. All right. I don't know what the fuck's going on with that. Hopefully it stops. But anyways, uh, no, basically, <laughs> basically, I don't know where that is, where it's coming I don't from. Oh, man. All right, I think we're done. So anyway, so the, basically where I was thinking with this question was like, who is a player? Because there's so many like all-star level players, basically. Like if you're on House of Highlights or you're on, you know, Slam's account or whatever, you're always going to see like, oh, so-and-so doesn't get enough love. So-and-so's underrated you know and so i was trying to figure out who that player is going to be for this year basically so the bulls have a handful of guys in DeRozan and levine who we previously mentioned um 
I think Connolly's teammate, Donovan Mitchell, I could see kind of maybe having not an off season, but maybe just a season that's not quite what he's done in the past. Maybe he he ducks under a little bit. Um, I can foresee who else, man. Let's say best case scenario for the Blazers. Blazers have a actually a, a pretty decent year. CJ in particular has a strong year, uh, but doesn't make the All Star team. I could foresee that scenario as well. But I'm gonna go ahead and say, let's go ahead and go DeAndre Aiden. I think will be the Mike Conley Award winner for this year. I go sign. I'm here for that. All right, sounds good. Great. Um, let's see what else do we got. We got the Shaquille O'Neal MVP award for player that should win the MVP, but we'll talk ourselves into voting for somebody else. Okay. Um, so if we're taking this, then people are not going to vote for Giannis. So okay. like, so that you, you already have this, like, I'll go backwards. You have the follow-up question right after this. So I'm going to say like, let's give it to Giannis. Um, because Giannis is great, but like maybe we don't want to give it to Giannis and we don't want to recognize like everything that everything happening with it. Uh, so if I'm looking at teams that could have someone, so like, I mean, Embiid could win MVP. Good. Especially um, if uh, he gets the sympathy vote for like kind of like the Westbrook post Durant vote, kind of. Yeah. Does. Trey, like as uh, as a point, like I, like I'm trying to for do... for a guy that could win MVP, but we'll talk ourselves into voting for someone else. No, like Trey, like Trey, because I think Trey's a prime example of that. Actually, right. Trey Young had an incredible year. There's so many Trey Young detractors in the media that they'll be like, oh, no, sure, like no, we can't vote for a guy that you know turns the ball over five times a game or whatever. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. What if like <laughs> uh Donovan Mitchell incredible year and like Shaq comes out of the woodwork <laughs> and as a, literally part of this award, uh Shaq does everything in his power to sabotage Donovan Booker from winning MVP. I think that's totally possible. Yes. Okay. I like that. Donovan Mitchell, Shaquille O'Neal, MVP award. I was going to say one of the two of James Harden or Kevin Durant. Like, I just, I just don't think the media is going to allow somebody to, from the Nets to win MVP, basically. Right. Um, so the follow-up award is the Steve Nash award. So this is the <laughs> player that benefits from the Shaquille O'Neal award. So in our, our world where Donovan Mitchell should win the MVP but doesn't, who does the media talk themselves into voting for? Uh, Embiid carrying the 76ers Ooh, okay. should have should have like you know had an MVP caliber season last year yeah I agree before he got hurt yeah um I, they might they might do that uh um like as far as like talk into someone I was gonna say Luca like the media oh, just loves yeah that guy. yeah they, they do love him they do. Or I don't know. I like the Embiid pick because he's handled the way he's handled himself throughout this whole situation. Like he's saying all the right shit as far as like, I just want to win a championship. I'm more, I'm focusing on what I need to do to lead this team, blah, blah, blah. Like he's not feeding into it. Well, no, he is. I'll take that back. He's totally feeding into it, but he's doing it the right way and saying all the right things. So I think that's right. I think I could see Luca. Uh, getting that though, I don't know. People just love him for whatever reason. Yeah. So, um, let's see what other category do we have? Oh, just got a text from Tyler. He's already he's saying shit we've already said. So appreciate that. Thanks for nothing again. Thanks for um, the holy shit award for player most likely to have a highlight that breaks the internet. We keep doing. We keep talking Anthony Edwards, and he's he's broken it a couple that's, times. That's, Anthony Edwards had probably the dunk of the year last year when he yeah. just pretty much snatched that poor guy's soul. So that was pretty. I was gonna say our, our boy John Morant was another candidate. Great call as far as guys that that could break. The, and I think another guy you brought up earlier, Trey Young. He's is not gonna be a cool dunk or anything like that, but Trey is capable of uh, throwing up a sick highlight. But 
dunking guards basically is what we, we can dunking guards so before we land the plane and go into our final predictions uh any teams we didn't talk about any storylines any players that we haven't touched on yet oh we just briefly talked about them but i read a piece or at least a, when i read a piece i mean i saw a headline that i quickly <laughs> scrolled away from that's what i mean by i read it was like a pro jazz article a like yeah now is the now is the time of the jazz yep so in 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 the spirit of that i will how about i say bucks jazz oh for our finals prediction yeah that's what i'll say yeah i think i saw the same article and read like half of it and i think the premise <laughs> of <laughs> we're, we're doing such great research for this yeah i think the premise of that pod was basically that the jazz are the bucks basically or they're following a similar type of blueprint that the bucks had the past few seasons so um with that in mind i think I'm going to go for a finals prediction. This is tough. I think, I think I'm going to go with the nets coming out of the East and yeah. out of the West, man. Ah, oh, man. West is just, it's pretty wide open right now. I'll go with the show. I think, I think the Lakers can make it. Let's do it. Lake show nets. It's, it's a series everybody wants. So let's make it happen. Good for you. Let's, let's, let's make it happen. Uh, great. Well, yo, we're back. Uh, as we mentioned, there are games on right now, so we're probably going to go watch those. But in the meantime, it's been RJ and Kevin with the Shorts and Goggles podcast. You can follow us at Shorts Goggles Pod on Instagram. Uh, you can listen to us on Anchor FM, Spotify, uh, and a couple other streaming platforms. But those are the main ones. Go check those out. All right. We'll be back later on in the season with some more uh, gimmick podcasts as well as all checking in on some of our takes and probably uh, walking back some of these takes. But in the meantime, we're out.